When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hi, people out there. I don't know how we did it, but we are in like the home stretch for real, for real. We are in episode 16. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> All we have left is decision day, where supposedly these people are going to make decisions. Yeah, I can't believe it. I was trying to remember the other day when this started, because like in this episode, there was stuff like 47 days ago. And I'm just like, whoa, we have been with these people. (laughs) I just really like this crowd, though, I must say. They're not boring, except for until to this episode, but oh, <laughs> they're usually not Absolutely. Boring. This episode was kind of boring. It was it's just terrible. like so, so filler. It was like, we could have done without this, people. But we're going we're gonna to go through it with you guys. Yeah. But, Tane, uh, you were asking me how I was doing, right? Yes. A lot of good things have happened to me this week, but okay. among the things that I count good that happened to me was that Christine from Sister Wives finally left Cody. <laughs> I believe I tweeted at someone this week and I was like, Kristen is free. <laughs> I sang I'm, it out loud. <laughs> oh, you guys, you're like, what does this have to do with Married at First Sight? I mean, well, nothing. But um, on our Patreon, we did do a deep, deep dive into Sister Wives. Um, so you guys should go check it out on Patreon. Um, but yeah, like as a person who literally has watched the show since day one, which I believe was at least seven years ago, maybe longer. Some one of the wives finally leaving made me so happy. And if you would have told us at the beginning that Christine would be the first one to publicly announce I'm done, you would have never believed it. Yeah. I should add that this was was, was one of the our bonus episodes that got a huge response. And I should also add that Aid made me watch this show and I kind of binged the entire what is it, 15 seasons? Yeah. How many is it? In like, don't ask. I think I'm even embarrassed at how fast I went through that. But yeah, it was something. It was a journey. But I'm glad I'm caught up. I can re- I can celebrate with you. Imagine if I hadn't watched. Then you're like, <laughs> like Christine's left. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they are premiering a new season. So I think we're going to watch this entire process of her leaving play out. We don't want to make any promises we can't keep. But maybe at the end of the Sister Wife season, we'll do a bonus episode of that. No promises, though. Yeah. I think the hugest thing for me is just seeing how much Robin has aged. Not that everyone doesn't age, but you can tell that it's stress. It is just the stress of it all. 
She has four. five children. I believe four of them are still at home. I think I'd be stressed too. <laughs> In addition to her husband's other three wives and all of their kids. Yeah. How times have changed. In the other future um, Patreon, by the way, guys, next week we will do a bonus episode of the Decision Day Dish with the former couples that aired right after this week's episode. We will do a bonus episode and on Patreon and it will be out next week. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash altercallmafs. Go and check it out if you're so inclined. So, Tane, what has happened on social media this week? All right. Well, the number one news, well, it's not number one, but Ryan Ubre is back on social media. He posted a picture last, well, I don't remember when it was, but what I found interested in it is he put a story up um, because the Braves are in the World Series right now. And he went there and he was at, I hope I'm saying this right, Truist Park for the game. And the funny thing is, Clara also posted a story that she was there, but she was with Virginia. I mean, they didn't acknowledge each other or say anything about each other, but I just thought it was interesting that they were both at the same place at the same time. Um, yeah. And also, like, like some of um, the Houston people got tickets to the World Series. I'm like, how did that happen? Are these people just that rich? <laughs> Do they work for the right people? Like, how does one just get tickets to the World Series? I honestly didn't even think it was that expensive. Especially with COVID. <laughs> oh, no. World lost. Series tickets are really expensive. Someone was posting, I can't remember where, but, like, I feel like I saw $1,000 for a Braves ticket. Oh. Well, if you have season passes, does oh, that you make don't, if you, No, for... it doesn't make a difference. I think with season passes, you get the opportunity to purchase World Series tickets first, but that is not included in the package. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Sheila from Chicago season um it was domestic violence awareness a day and she actually shared a story of her experience with that of how whoever she was dating at the time hit her but you know she's just sharing her story for awareness and anyone that's in that space she just realized that you know it's not for them um good on her for sharing it's never easy to be vulnerable especially when it's not a good um memory but yeah um mindy from dc if you remember not long ago, she broke her ankle or her leg. I can't remember what body part it was, but it seems to have healed because she ran the Super Spartan 10K not long ago. And I saw that she'd ran something similar some weeks ago. So looks like she's all fully healed and good on her because those are not easy at all. And Isn't the I'm Spartan the one in the mud? Yeah. I, you know, Maybe. I have run before. I have run a half marathon before. I just don't understand running in the mud. I can't get dirty like that. <laughs> Good for Mindy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I think running back-to-back -back Spartans is something. But I'm not sure if she's moved back. Because she was in Mexico for the longest. And I think she came for a visit, then broke her leg, and it was extended. So, now I don't know, or I can't tell if she's back or not. Um... Really random. Dr. Jessica was talking about having a teenage son. And I just kind of thought, like, she and John have really been engaged for a while. Like, I'm surprised they're not married yet. I know they postponed because of COVID, but I don't know. People are having weddings again. So just random. There was a rumor floating that they had broken up, but that was because she took a break from social media. And then she came back and she's been posting with him again. So I'm like, I guess they're not broken up like the the interwebs yeah. were speculating. Yeah. 
um, Mika and Jess got to meet up. And in my brain, I'm like, ah, oh, Mika's going around like she traveled. And I'm like, uh, hold up, Tane. They were in the same season. The same <laughs> DC season. Yes. That's yes. how much <laughs> they're not on there. I was like, yeah, it wasn't a hike. It wasn't a hike at all. But speaking of Mika, I don't know if she's still with her boyfriend. One, I haven't seen a lot of pictures yet. And then she's doing that thing when people break up, when they post the most inspirational quotes ever. Know your worth. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if she's just speaking for the masses or... If something happened, but you know, we'll find out sooner or later. So Sam from Chicago is pregnant and she's pregnant with twins. And they announced it on Halloween where she and her husband and her kid were wearing t-shirts with like skeletons on there. But then she had one that had like two baby skeletons and just, you know, nestled and right on her belly, which I thought was cute. So congratulations to them. And I think the biggest news of the week is that AIDS favorite guy, Matt. From oh, yes, oh my god, yes, okay. <laughs> Got arrested for domestic vandalism. For context, uh, apparently he has a girlfriend, no, I don't know if it's his ex, and she said she didn't want to go back or she didn't want him around her home. But Matt is never one to listen to the rules, <laughs> went back in and try to break in and get in. Like, dude, you're like six five. How do you think you're gonna go unnoticed? So yeah, so he got arrested, and this was in Nashville, I want to say. I'm like, what are you doing there? But, yeah. Matt is a hobosexual. <laughs> so his homeless ass had nowhere else to go, and that's how he ended up arrested, I'm sure. that You know how you think someone's a piece of crap, and then this comes out, and you're like, you are even worse than I thought. How dare you break down someone's door? How yeah. dare you? He's just so entitled. And he just thinks rules are just like, <laughs> I guess, meant to be broken. So, yeah. Okay. And finally, in this week's Where is Haley? Haley is in Ohio this week. And <laughs> I will throw it over to you, Aid, for our Reddit section and tell the people what Rachel or did or did not do. And this was sent to us, I should say, by a listener. So shout out. Thanks for sending that over. Go ahead, Aid. So we had, and I really can't remember if this was on our Patreon or on here. We had some confusion because Rachel, it was our understanding that when Rachel got locked out, that she spent the night at Brett and Ryan's. And I believe it was because Ryan had confirmed it on Reddit. So when she came out last week with the whole, I went to my ex's house, we were like, but we thought you were at Brett and Ryan's house. Ryan went to Reddit. He doesn't, he never writes, I think, even full sentences. He basically, like, confirms or, like, makes a little comment. Um, and he's not on there much. But he said, basically, that the Rachel and Jose argument was not a one-day affair. That's why she was in multiple places, because it was a multi-day affair. Ooh. So, yeah. Which it actually makes it worse, because that means the first night when she was in crisis, she did end up at Brett and Ryan's. Then when the crisis was over, then she called an ex-boyfriend. At least that's how I interpret it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it during their um, section, but I was thinking about it this week and I'm like, we're really downplaying this whole calling her ex thing, at least <laughs> to me. So, yeah. I, I agree. And I, I, I don't know why that is. I, I wish someone could yeah. explain it. Yeah. And also shout out to, it was Damie. Damie sent that to us. I hope I'm saying that right. Damie B. So thank you. It's glad to know that, you know, our listeners are also as invested in us. In the social media of the couples. 
as we are. But yeah, that's all that's happening on social media this week. So now we will talk about this pre-decision day episode. This very unnecessary pre-decision day. (laughs) When you have that episode order to film, what are you going to do? Fulfill your promise, I guess. All right. So we will start with the aforementioned Rachel and Jose. Um, I think we've been saying this for weeks. I think Rachel and Jose are fine, like to them. I don't know what will make them say no at this point, to be honest. They've talked about this fight ad nauseum. I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's like, you know, when someone, um, someone's partner cheats on them and it's either you shit or get off the pot. Either you forgive them. But you can't stay and then keep talking about it over and over and over again because you, it's, you, it was your choice. That's how I feel right now about this fight. She's chosen to stay. They've chosen to move on. They've chosen to tell themselves that it made them stronger. We've accepted it. So let's move on. <laughs> um, we, we have accepted it, sort of. But I really loved to, Rachel's friend, whose name I cannot remember, saying <laughs> that you don't need note cards to not lock your wife out of the apartment. Yes. Actually, her friend really crystallized for me how I'm like, well, some people have got to say yes this decision day. I guess Rachel and Jose are going to be one of them, but they probably shouldn't because he locked her out of the apartment. Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, You're right. Her friend didn't miss any words because right from the very moment when they were talking about, oh, we had a fight, and then she said he was verbally aggressive. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Because Dr. Was it Dr. Pepper? No, Pastor Cal that try to say, oh, you're going to have another argument like this. And I'm like, Pastor Cal, that was not a regular old argument. That was a whole get the fuck out, bounce, step out, deadbolt the door, didn't care where your wife was. That was not cool at all. And the thing that set him off was such a minor stupid thing (laughs) that it should have never been a fight in the first place. (laughs) Unfortunately, like you said, they have chosen to say, you know, we're stronger from it. They have chosen to have the same argue, not arguments, but discussions about what exactly travel is. And they're going to say yes next week. Is my I prediction. Mean, I mean, didn't I tell you guys that he should just give in to this trip? Every goddamn episode, Rachel has brought up a trip to Europe. Like, she don't want to go to any other continent. She just wants that trip to Europe. <laughs> and then the funny to Switzerland. Part, to Switzerland specifically. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? I didn't know she said a specific place because she said Europe again today. She because she said Europe and um Jose was like, you know, I didn't have much growing up, you know, going to San Antonio. Rachel was like, that is not a trip. <laughs> He's like, I like skiing. She's like, that's still not gonna count as our big trip. <laughs> I wanted her to say, you know, you can ski in Switzerland, my friend. <laughs> He should just give in. I just don't know why he's digging his heels about that. You didn't grow up with much. Yeah, but now you kind of have something. Just live a little. I'm like, what? Rachel has not implied that she has grown up in the lap of luxury either. So I'm very confused as to why that's his justification. Like, oh, you should just be satisfied with San Antonio. If they're both satisfied with San Antonio, that's one thing. But she's not going to be satisfied with going to Fredericksburg anyway. So, yeah, same argument, same conclusion. And they're going to say yes next week. Uh, The the only mystery is, is Jose going to end up on a flight to Europe in the next 12 months? We uh, Inquiring minds would like to know. By the time they do their where are they now, they would have. Remember Vinny was all like, I just want to stay home and cook. And now all we see in their Instagram is they're trying to out-surprise each other with trips. So... He will. 
He will eventually. But I was going to ask you, Aid. I don't know if this is new or if my memory is just short. Have they ever been this outright about friends and family asking, what are you going to say? On this, I thought they always try to skirt around the issue, but it seems everyone was direct this episode about, you know, what is your decision? Like, straight up. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but it almost it didn't. It didn't kind of matter that they were direct because they still came back with those wishy-washy, mealy-mouthed answers. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, let's touch a little about the whole ex thing because I feel like he came up when Jose was telling his friend about it. And, you know, when you watch these things with the couples, we're kind of like in the bubble with them. And you go along with their reaction, even when, you know, you you know what you think, but you're like, okay, I mean, they're fine with it. We just go along with it. But when he told his friend, and his friend was like, uh, that's kind of major. <laughs> I think I kind of snapped back into reality. And I'm like, that is kind of major. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then coupled with what we, you know, saw on Reddit, I'm like, why or what is the reasoning as to why this whole thing is being downplayed? Like, I don't even think any of the experts gave her shit for it. You know how they usually call each other out? No one actually called her to task. And that's quite interesting. I agree. And I'm really hoping at some point we get answers. Maybe the reunion, maybe decision day. But but Rachel needs to answer for this one. Yeah. It's and Jose kind of needs to answer why he's so calm about it. That's freaking me out even more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at a blowout we didn't hear about, but I don't know. But yeah, that's also strange. The fact that he's not because he keeps saying trust, infidelity. So going back to the ex, I'm pretty sure that's a huge trigger and he would be valid. But yeah, that was I don't know. Something about it is strange. But yeah, they didn't have much. I mean, they separated and she told him, No matter what happens, you were a huge part of my life. So I'm, I'm just like you guys are saying yes. <laughs> I'm very the firm, fi- I think, in my predictions this week. Are you what are you ready for predictions? Oh, I am ready. So uh, I predict yes for Rachel and Jose for both of them. What do you predict? I predict yes. Okay. Now on to Gil and Mirla. You know, mm-hmm. last week when they were replaying, because there was also a fair amount of replaying in this filler episode, I forgot that Gil said he would not enable Mirla's spending. You can't enable what you don't have. <laughs> I am um, very, very annoyed. My dislike for Gail came back um, this episode. But the funny part, again, I mentioned so many times how my husband secondhandedly watches whatever I'm watching. And this time he stumbled upon the part with Gail. And he just heard him keep saying, I'm not going to encourage the way you spend. I'm not encouraged. He was like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and he heard the phone call with his mom saying, like, she doesn't want to do this. And he's like, okay, what kind of projection is going on? And this is like someone just hearing him for the first time. It was a lot. It was laid on thick, this episode. Like, it was like all the weeks put into one. And... I don't want to say the same thing we've said every week. I don't understand what the issue is because at the end of the day, if we have to show receipts, the receipts being our savings account, Merla, even with her spending, has savings. So what really is the issue, Gil? He just continues to get more and more rude about it. I feel like this is actually the 
like Marilyn's always said, I'm not changing my lifestyle. But this mm-hmm. is the first time where she's gotten into specifics about what she means by that. She's like, yeah. I don't want to go back to being 25, which I appreciated her saying her part of this too. But man, Gil was annoying this week. And it wasn't just about the money. Like even when they went roller skating, maybe they cut it out. But Marilyn didn't complain about anything. She's not complaining about anything. And then when they sat down to talk, he's like, you were complaining. You're complaining as a da-da-da. Like, but she didn't complain as far as we saw. Yeah. And I'm with you. I appreciated the fact that Merla actually mentioned that, you know, the con is his finances. Because as much as he always says that she complains, she doesn't really speak ill of Gil. She just always says all the good things about him. She doesn't talk down at him. But he kind of implied that she does. Did you catch that? Yes, because he said, you kind of shit on people that aren't where you're at. You think you're made of gold. And I'm just like, why have we not seen her ever say anything like that? Yeah, the producers will never let that slide. And I so don't think I'm she not... does. I think it's him projecting his thoughts. Yeah, I agree. And you know Marla goes to therapy because the first thing, she wouldn't say something, then she stopped herself and said, I hear you, <laughs> <laughs> but I disagree. <laughs> and she and, and she also made the point, which I think is true, she's always said this. Like She works, with, I believe, with children. Yeah. And she says, I'm always very open about my background and where I came from because I want to inspire others. That doesn't sound like someone who's like snobby or ashamed or doesn't know where they come from. What's the problem with not wanting to be poor again? I just don't see the problem in not wanting to be poor again. Yeah. I find it so interesting that they both have finance concerns, but it's from different angles. Her, she's worried about the fact that he doesn't have any. And he's worried about the fact that she has more than him because that's really what he comes down to. Um, Because... When he was talking to his mom also, and he made that comment like, oh, he's the man and he can pay everything, but it's not about that. He just doesn't think it's fair because she makes twice as much. So you're basically punishing her for making more. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it was I just wanted to find the time where Mirla said, well, as a man, I expect you to pay all the bills. That is exactly it. She never asked him to spend more than he does. I, I just, I... This is so baffling to me. And I think I also recalled um, last episode where he said, I don't want her to forget where she came from. I'm going to make sure that she doesn't forget where she came from. He said he's just going to keep doing him. Why is Gil allowed to keep being himself but Merla can't be herself? It just, it reeks of, I want to bring you down a peg. Yeah, control. Anyway. So I think... I don't know if insecure is too far, like if Gil is insecure or if he's just projecting, but I think it's just masked by his Mr. Nice Guy act. Well, I don't know if he's an act, but that's what it is in my head. So he's projecting so hard. So maybe it's hard to not pin it out as insecure because even I'm not confident in saying that he's insecure. Do you think he's an insecure person? Uh, Yeah, because I think if he was a secure person, it's not. a. I mean, the things that Gil says to me are very, very annoying. But the part that where I'm like, wow, you're insecure, is the the need to bring her down. Mm. The need to call her a spoiled brat. The need to be like, you, you need to remember where you came from. Uh, yeah. If you were secure within yourself, you wouldn't feel the need to bring her down. Yeah. Like, just making, like, warranty or ashamed of the way you are. You should be a tad embarrassed about all of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did find it interesting, though, that Merla pointed out that they haven't had any downs or anything really terrible in their relationship. So for lack of a better word, like they haven't been tested, I guess, 
Would you agree with that? Because I think the finances thing is a test. Her putting up with all his jobs and things or whatever. Like it may not be big blowouts, but tests come in different shapes and forms. I think it's hard to have a blowout. They're not, they're not a Michaela, you know, they're not mm-hmm. a Johnny. They don't, if anything, yeah, you know, Gil, they're both actually pretty mature. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only reason why they haven't had like big blowouts. They're, they're pretty secure in who they are as people and they're not going to do the yelling thing. But it's also, no. I think, a, a a sign of their disengagement. <laughs> it's like, oh, right. like, I'm not saying you should have big blow-up fights. I don't know. Maybe they just disagree respectfully. And I'm thinking well, it through I, as I talk. <laughs> oh, well, what I'm saying is, no, I'm not saying that they should have a fight. She was saying that they haven't had any downs or had anything really terrible happening in their relationship. And I think she's equating it to the other couples having blowouts or fights. And I don't think that the negatives of the hard times have to come in that form. I'm thinking like even navigating the whole everything that Gil has been saying to Merla, which to me had been disrespectful. That is a test. That is a downtime or anything. But she's saying they haven't had any. And I think that they have. They've just managed to navigate it differently. So she shouldn't think that because they haven't had a blowout or argument doesn't mean they haven't had any downs is what I'm saying. Okay, this goes back to your point, though, of why these couples should not be seeing each other. Because maybe <laughs> I think she would have a different view of her own relationship if she wasn't watching people flip over furniture and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, at the end of the day, Marla tells him that regardless of what happens, she just wants him to know that she has no regrets. So my prediction is that they're going to say yes on decision day. I got to tell you that I'm a little torn because with Marla, she's very cutthroat. And she could just be like, you know what? I don't have time for this shit. Like, maybe she just had enough and she plays back being alone without him. And she plays back everything that he said to her in jest or in seriousness. And it's just like, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm torn. I think Gil is definitely saying yes. But Merla, I'm not sure. Hmm. The reason why I believe that they're both going to say yes is is exactly... They're they're really mature in some ways. And I do think they really like each other. And because they haven't had the big blow-up fights, they might, I don't know. I just, I see them saying yes. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it. If Gil and Merla consummated their marriage, we'd never know. Because they'd never say. I mean, Merla is going to give strict instructions to not say anything. And based on the previews of next week, it looks like that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> These two had <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. They were always so affectionate yeah. that I really didn't think they would make it to Decision Day without. So yeah. we'll find out next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back, guys. And we're back with Brett and Ryan. What did you think, Tane? I don't know. The so same boring. as I felt all season. <laughs> it was just like, these, let me tell you, let's just start with predictions here. No and no and no. Like, we all no. know that they know that, so uh, they spend a lot of time trying to have conversations. <laughs> oh, Brett has made me think about things. Oh, I don't want to date again, dude. You were on a dating app like a couple days ago. What do you mean you're not ready to start over? You're ready to start over, yeah. The only thing I, I was, I, do you think? Well, in the beginning, when he was saying that he really felt bad about it, I was like, I mean, does he really feel bad? 
No. Did you think he felt bad? No. Do I feel I that think... he feels bad that he was caught and now he has to talk about it? Yes. Does he feel bad about getting on the app itself? No. <laughs> so in the beginning, I felt like he didn't really feel bad. But towards the end, I did feel like he felt bad. Almost like he was being remorseful. Like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, I had someone that was good, that had my back. And it just seems like something is wrong with me. And I don't know. I couldn't make it work. So... I did yeah, enjoy I... the at the very end with the music. The song lyric was every dog has his day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think Ryan is spoiled. I, I think that's ultimately what it is because when he's playing tennis with his friend or his tennis partner friend, and his friend says he needs a partner to keep him motivated and call him out on his BS, I'm like, he's an adult. You can't go to a therapist to help you. I don't know, be motivated and call you out and think, well, they don't really say much, but, you know, help you figure out stuff on your own, but not your wife on top of everything else. She's supposed to help you out on that, like figure yourself out, you know? And Brett is like, I did try to do that and you did not like it because you don't like to be called out. So you can't run around saying I need someone to call me out when you're not receptive to it. Yeah. And Brett absolutely nailed him. What she's offended about is that he doesn't take responsibility about anything. He just does whatever he wants, like, he's selfish. Telling her sister that, you know, Ryan has this attitude because, oh, he didn't get what he ordered. And Brett's sister is saying, uh, you didn't get what you ordered either. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brett is like she's disappointed that, you know, because she just didn't need to go down like that. And that's true. And I think what she's not saying is like they both knew that they were going to say no, but we didn't have to go that far. You could have just held out for a little bit and not disrespected me by getting on the apps. Like you're just being so thirsty right now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think anything of him taking all his stuff, including the coffee maker? <laughs> I was like, at least we're not talking about the spices. <laughs> I just feel like this whole time, like, we literally knew this was done. Yeah. So early. And so it's like, I, I can get somewhat peeved at him for the dating app, but he knew it was done, bef like, a long time ago. So him taking his stuff or moving out or whatever, I didn't think that was a big deal. It's just to be expected at this point. Yeah. I think the apology at the end was quite weird. It was awkward. I don't know if it needs to be, but Brett truly is great because, you know, she was like, we'll make it through. And then he even has to say, thank you for not hating me. She didn't say all that. She didn't say, I don't hate you. Where did he get the assumption that she doesn't hate him? <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? Okay, I get it. I get it. It took me a minute. <laughs> you can't thank someone for hating you unless they've definitively said, I don't hate you. And she didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I already knew this couple was doomed, so didn't have hope from the beginning. But yeah, I'm actually glad their misery is over. They can be out of pain. Okay, on to Zach and Michaela. Um, so what I found interesting is when Michaela was sitting down with Sharifa and was describing what happened after they met with Dr. Pepper... I just really wanted to hear Zach's side of that. Because she's all like, oh, we had a, one of the best conversations we've ever had. Like, she just made it sound very positive. Then he asked me to spend the night. Now, interesting. I, people are getting on Reddit, you know, 
it's getting to a point now where people are getting on claiming to be people and we're just like you, like we don't know but someone got on claiming to be zach and said that they were not having sex at this time i don't know when he said they stopped having sex but basically they hadn't like last episode episode they hadn't had sex so you bring up a good point for zach's side of the story i think zach corroborates the part that it was a good conversation um i think when he was speaking to gail he said that it was a good conversation and she kind of took responsibility for it. Now, the part where she said he asked me to spend the night, that's the part I believed it. Then I was like, well, it is Michaela. Her sense of recollection is always quite different. So I don't know <laughs> if it is or if it isn't, you know, because already when she was telling her sister about it, she said Zach thinks like I'm this combative person who just snaps off off the rim and I'm like is she saying this like in the part where she's agreeing with the fact that this is what he thinks of her or she's saying that she's not and then when she described the conversation with Dr. Pepper it sounded like a completely different conversation than what we watched because even when she said you know we did the exercise with our hands I gave him my hand like it was like the fingertips she didn't even want to look at it so what <laughs> Michaela's you know, a bit of an unreliable narrator. There we go. So, you know, I think for me, I can actually believe like Zach, you know, and she thought that they had a good conversation. And what she was saying was the first time she felt like it was the first time they talked and understood what the other person was saying. For me, it's just the boy who cried wolf because we've had so many. This was the first time that we understood each other. Like uh-huh. they've had so many of those. So it doesn't mean anything. At this point. But I will say, when Michaela said that he asked her to spend the night, I actually believed it. Because I'm just like, of course he's going to ask they spend the night. Because I do think Zach is confused. So I'm, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he would have asked her to do it. I mean, she said she packed the bag. I'm just like, okay, girl, get that D. But y'all are crazy. But her sister nailed it completely. She's like, I don't know if Zach is leading Michaela on. I don't know if Zach is leading himself on. And I don't know if Zach knows what Zach wants. And I'm like, ding, ding, yes. motherfucking ding. Yes. <laughs> Sharifa was very right. <laughs> the, the fact that we're having a conversation about them having lunch and being the, it's almost like anything we watched before the week prior. Zach even saying, I don't want to talk to her. Zach even walking away never happened. And I'm like, what is this? What in toxicity is this? <laughs> I enjoyed Zach's little sit down with Gil. Um, my closed captioning was misspelling Michaela's name, which I was like, are you kidding me? Um, but I enjoyed Zach and Gil's little sit down um, because Gil's ending conclusion was that they're so hot and so cold that he literally has no idea what they're going to do on decision day. <laughs> This is very true. I just wondered why they were together. I was like, do Zach's friends, like, they just can't take it anymore? And they're like, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Like, if you're not saying no, we're not going to take part in this, in this game that you're playing. His brothers <laughs> wouldn't come. His friend who was at the gym and everywhere else talking at the beginning of this wouldn't come. He was stuck with good old Jill, who's always willing to be the one to ask the hard questions. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you just called him Jill. Was I know, I, just, I screwed up all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did think it was funny that Zach said he was very traumatized by what happened at the ranch. But I was like, you were so traumatized that you had sex with her after? But, I mean, now there's a question mark. We don't know if they had sex or not. So, 
we'll see. But um, the other nugget that we got out of that was it is true that she never apologizes. Because when Gil asked, did she apologize? I wasn't like, yeah, she was texting. And I was like, wait, just because you text doesn't mean you're actually apologizing. You're just saying, I love you. Let's move on. But I we've never actually seen her apologize. And Zach tried but, to say, oh, she owned up to it. Owning up to something is not an apology for previous actions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he 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 said that he was like she'd never. Oh well, he, I guess he was giving her props, but you know you gotta take the crumbs when you don't get the meal. Like I mean, <laughs> then again, how can Michaela apologize for things she doesn't remember? <laughs> Do you? Because you've mentioned this before, where you say Michaela blacks out. Yeah. Do you honestly believe that she doesn't remember? Yes, that, that is the only way my brain can process this age. So just let me have it. I cannot imagine. That she remembers and chooses to tell this narrative that is completely different and still choose to be victim. No, Mm-mm. I can't. I can't. I, I. So I'm guessing you don't think so. <laughs> um, I, I really don't. Um, I'm not calling Michaela a narcissist. <laughs> I'm not, because I really feel like it's a term that's thrown around quite a bit. However, I would like to refer (laughs) to the narcissist prayer. That didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if Mm -hmm. it was, that's not a big deal. And if it is, that's not my fault. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that is Michaela's whole... Oh, that never, I never, I never lose my shit. I never, I don't understand why Zach is referred to the narcissist prayer. Wow, that is good and very apt. Well, on the flip side of it, Zach said it took being in this relationship and her meeting someone like him for her to realize that her behavior is not okay because none of her exes ever held her accountable for this. Like there are people who think this is normal behavior and let it slide. I will make space for the idea that, like, maybe Michaela isn't like this all the time. And I don't, she may not even be like this with everyone. Oh, that's tough. I don't like, think I agree. I'm like, does she do this to her sisters? Does she do this to other family members? Does she do this to her friends? I don't know. She does it to her sisters. They told us that. Okay, which her is KK. Why she, which is why I think she does it to other people. If you can do it to your sisters... I absolutely to anybody. <laughs> anybody can catch these hands. So, yeah, I think she's like you can't, you can't tame or control whatever it is that's going on with her. I'm sorry, unless she sought help for it. But if this is how she's been going on, you can't tame, you can't control it. I don't even think she knows when it's coming up. So yeah, yeah, I think also. Well, I still believe that when if I'm going with Michaela's story, I do think that him. Skipping that part of the story with Gil was kind of major. So unless it didn't happen, then I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But if it did happen, I think him skipping that part is major. And also a reminder that, you know, when you listen to people in relationships tell their woes and stuff, only the two people in that relationship know because everyone's, you know, picks and chooses what they're going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So are you ready to make a prediction about their decision day? Psycho people. I think they're gonna say no. I think God. I think Michaela is gonna say yes. 
I agree. I think Michaela's going to say yes. And then Zach is going to say no, but I want to date you after. <laughs> he needs to give up that dream. <laughs> needs to give up that dream. And I think Michaela's going to be hurt because she's going to say, oh, we did this. We talked about this. And I thought we were in a better place. We had a conversation for the first time. We were honest. Blah, 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 blah. Now on to Johnny and Bao. <laughs> Bao describes good old Sarah as her BFF of 20 years. I was actually a little bit surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I was too. I was like, I'm does like, she think you were her best friend? I think that might have been my friend. <laughs> I thought she was just a close friend, but a best friend. And then for 20 years, I'm like with her friend on. And was like, what? Why did she do that? What did she benefit from that? I'm like, yes, and we want to know too, because I still don't understand the whole thing. And I'm like, should we be believing Johnny? Because remember, he didn't want to call her. Why didn't we get a phone call on TV? Hmm. There's another unreliable narrator. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't figure out the Sarah thing either. I, we need some dramatics at the reunion. This one needs to show up and explain herself. Yeah. I mean, when I when we started with Anne, I said side eyeing her. I was like, "Do we trust her? Is this another Sarah? Like, who are you?" Like, <laughs> I found it interesting that in the conversation, the bat was like, "Oh, his friends and his family have told him to try." I'm like, how do you know that? And it is kind of interesting that like all of Johnny's circle is <laughs> telling Johnny to keep on going. They sure were because they know they know their friend. Okay, they know their friend. But I, I, I do feel for Bao, though. I mean, friendship breakup hurt, too. But to go through both at the same time, like your husband and your best friend, you know, and then for her friend to say, you know, Bao doesn't have the positivity that she usually has, that kind of sucks. Like, you know, you had so much hope for this experiment and, you know, you come out feeling shitty. It sucks, you know? Yeah. With Johnny's discussion with his friends, I always find it, like, interesting so they will sit there and have these discussions about what are you going to do on decision day? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? And very rarely is there any mention of like, well, what is the other person thinking? What is the other person feeling? <laughs> well, I found Johnny's conversation very interesting because he started by, of course, Mr. Negativity, starting with saying that it started going south at the honeymoon. And I'm like, do you mean the honeymoon where you professed to like her? Like you went shopping, made a grand show of it, went shopping with Jose and said you really like her. So, you know. Yeah. Then yeah. the other thing, you know how I feel, Aid. I don't, I know we've talked about it where it's good when people see you being vulnerable. But Johnny's saying that seeing her in her childhood home made him want to take care of her. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here with your pity. Like, don't come pity me. I just really don't like when people don't see people until they're at their lowest. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I see you. I see a different side of you. So I have to be on the down and outs before you actually see me. I Something about that always rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I don't like it. For those of you that watch Beverly Hills, I had an issue too when Garcelle finally cried and then all the women were like, oh, you're being vulnerable. We see you. We hear you. It just... Ah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, I Yeah, I just agree with you. And <sighs> it's, it's not a good look to be like, when I saw her at her lowest talking about her terrible childhood, and then I felt some sort of humanity towards her. But the previous eight weeks when we've been living together and hanging out with each other, well, I just couldn't see it then. 
<laughs> and then he said it was their first deep conversation in weeks. I'm sorry, Aid, who asked for level one? <laughs> I just, what is with the contradiction? Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wanted to build a friendship he wanted to go and now you're like oh it's our first deep conversation she didn't even want it and then at some point i felt something i don't know what it was but i felt so it's your dickery like just <laughs> go away it's an asshole you, uh, yeah <laughs> i think his friends like i said they know who he is because one of them made a comment like Johnny has a vision of what he wants, but you know, it's unlikely that he's going to find anyone that checks all those boxes. <laughs> Again, they know. <laughs> they do know him. I can see the hope draining from their eyes though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's Johnny doing the same thing again. Yeah. They pushed almost as hard as Pasta Dwight was pushing for Paige on Chris. They were just like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, Bao could be good for you. She could do this. And then he's like, I'm starting to become somebody I don't understand. And the first thing they said to that was, it doesn't mean you should walk away. I'm like, that sounds like a negative. They're like, Johnny 1.0 is not that great. So if there's a 2.0 you could possibly work on here, let's let's see what that's like. <laughs> oh, they reached to the highest and they were like, it's because you're becoming a new guy. And if it's for the better, I'm like, no, it's for the worse. <laughs> So Bao and, and Johnny have that dinner and Bao rolls in in this like fabulous dress looking like a million bucks and then she sits out at that table <laughs> and I felt like every word out of her mouth was like, oh, you know, I really feel like we could have a future. I'm like, is she trying to manipulate this man into saying yes so she could say no? <laughs> That's a possibility. I'm like, maybe she is as diabolical as the Sarah girl said. <laughs> It is possible, but also remember she's giving it her entire all because she did say earlier that if Johnny could show that he's giving his all, that there might possibly be a chance, but I don't know. I felt like even if she was saying it to An, though, she knew he wasn't capable. <laughs> that is true. Or oh, John said if his jaw could drop, it will drop because, I mean, like you said, Bao did look very nice, but I don't know. Did you wonder why they came separately? <laughs> I wondered up until the time when they went to bed in their separate bedrooms, and I was like, who are you trying to fool here? <laughs> okay, who are you I trying was, to fool? I was not expecting that. I thought that they were actually recreating the first time that they had sex. I thought they were having a moment, and... They were being like nostalgic and all that. I was like, these couples are crazy. They go from hating each other to wanting to fuck each other. And then they were like, let's go to bed. I'm like, okay. And then they went to their separate bed. I actually burst out laughing. I, I forgot. I laughed separate. when she thanked him for the tea. And then you look at the cup of tea and she's had like two sips. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you really enjoyed that tea, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. At the last minute, Johnny's all, I need to go in with an open mind, no walls. And I, what? Did, tomorrow is D-Day. Like, when are you going to go with an open mind? So, I don't know. He doesn't get the right to be torn, though. So, what are your predictions? I think they're both going to say no. I really don't even know. Because, honestly, it could go either way. I could see Johnny say yes and Bao say no. I could see both of them say no. And I could see both of them say yes. So, I don't know. I'm not convinced that they're both gonna say no. I feel like they might one person might say yes and then they'll break up like one week after. Okay. 
<laughs> we will find out next week. But let's take a break. Okay, and we're back, guys. And we'll quickly touch on they had some a group scene where all the couples came together for one last hoorah. Um, what were your thoughts on that, eh? Gil is the host, of course. The mm-hmm. only interesting part was Zach trying to like continue his campaign that a no on decision day doesn't mean that we actually need to break up. And Bow telling us in an interview, like, well, Zach's smart, but I don't understand that logic. I couldn't believe it was an actual debate, like a group discussion about what saying no on decision day actually means. Yeah. He was, as you call it, word salad. Zach was saying a lot of things and good on Bao for just asking a valid question. She's like, why not just say yes and decide no afterwards? And Zach gives some crap about yes means the last eight weeks have been happy and great. I'm like, Zach, you don't win a gold star. Like everything is not like a class project and you have to be the teacher's (laughs) pet. That is truly his downfall. Like who on principle, who cares? Like just say no or just say yes and not with a caveat. And it was funny when she said, well, I think Zach just wants to say no. So it's like, hey world, I'm divorced and single. But then whispers to Michaela, (laughs) hey, let's work on our love on the side. (laughs) Nonsense. Oh, Bao's hair was looking good tonight. She really Watch. stepped it up. She's like this. She's gonna look good next week too. She'll be like, "I, this is the end." You won't see that greasy hair you saw on the honeymoon. I'm gonna look hot every single time I'm on this camera. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite part was when I can't remember who asked, but what have they learned from the experiment? And Brett said she learned that she had an open mind. I still think that's what's taking shots at Ryan. Um, Everybody was taking shots. Every time someone was asked what they learned, they took that opportunity to take shots at their partner to be like, well, I did that, but you didn't do that. Rachel said in the past, an argument means a breakup. So to go through an argument and still continue with the relationship and be stronger. Can't forget to add that, that that's what she learned. Paul said that she learned that she had the patience. She didn't give um, eye contact as she said this. Her eyes were to the ground, but... uh, that she had patience and she worked more and being more kind. And you just knew Johnny was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe Bao in this. I know everyone's been giving her shit about who she was. But I do think she came into this relationship wanting to be different and wanting to try and not be the same person she's been in other relationships. So I don't care that we don't see everything. I, I believe Bao in this. I think I do too. I just try not to like nominate Bao for sainthood. <laughs> No, it's not sainthood, really. It's just I'm not saying you are, but I feel like in my own mind, I'm just like, yeah, Johnny sucks. That's indisputable. Um, yeah, and I also like I don't feel like Johnny should stay with Bao if he doesn't like her. I just don't agree with his methods of trying to put her down and saying she's a liar and saying she's fake. Like, yeah, entering into a competition that no one really knew existed besides him. Yeah, I agree. And and then, and one more thing was earlier on, like again with these accusations by Sarah or whoever, Bao has never said it's a lie, like it's not true. Like she's always said, I haven't been my best self. She said it again this week in past relationships. So I just wanted to be better. So I mean, kudos to her on that because a lot of people would be defensive about that. So 
Um, yeah, going back to the couples, Johnny is like, he thought he was, he said this before, though, that he was calm, cool, and chill, but he's an emotional wreck. I was surprised that Merla chimed in, too. She's like, I'm an emotional wreck, too, because I don't know that we ever saw that. (laughs) So that was news. (laughs) Um, he did add that in this relationship, he's been forced to stay and not run away like he usually does. And I'm like, uh, you ran away, Zach, more than once? Yes. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, Zach said he thought he was cool too, but he cried so much. And I'm like, uh, your intro package was literally Renaissance Man. Like, that's all we heard. Actually, that didn't even play out well for the rest of the season. So I'm not sure where that came from. First, I was like, what does the Renaissance have to do with crochet? Now I have to ask, what does the Renaissance have to do with crying? Yeah. There's a lot of mysteries here. And even before he met me, Kayla, he shed a lot of tears. So And in the know. preview, he'll be crying next week, too. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he said his critical reasoning skills, he thought they were top-notch, but probably not. But he's learned more and learned how to think in a different way. And then he said, thanks to me, Kayla. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever your agenda is, Zach, like good on you and see these are the things that make me believe that he did ask her to spend the night to be honest because <laughs> he still is like in it and still kind of invested yeah one leg in one leg out oh does this make me look good or does it just seem it's not like calculated in a mean way but it kind of is so i don't know um and then gil said he learned that he could be vulnerable and feel free with someone because he hasn't in the past. And that was the moment where I took a note and I was like, huh, if Marilyn Gill had sex, we'd never know actually. So um, he did say something about the whole finances. I think when they were going around asking what would they, what would make them say no. Um, what I found interesting was when he, when Marilyn, he kept going on and on about it as if he's the only one who has a choice. And Marilyn was like, yeah, if he makes me stop shopping, yeah, I would definitely say no. And Jose pipes in and is like, don't stop shopping because your shoes, they're badass. And her shoes were badass. They, they were, were so cute. cute with the red, So cute. And you would think that color would not work with red bottoms, but it did. It sure did. It sure did. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to D-Day, to seeing how, what, what, what tea shall be spilled. Trying to see how they're going to drag it. And, you know. Happy to see how these couples end their journey. It's been an entertaining one for us. I, um, I'm looking for decision day to find out like what actually people say, but I'm not looking forward to two hours so that 10 people can say yes or no. Um, <laughs> so, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet goes to Larice. Larice is Rachel's friend. She's very no-nonsense from episode one, and she was still the same now. And that line when she says the no cars are BS, you don't need no cars to show you how to treat your wife or know that you shouldn't lock her out of the house. <laughs> There's nothing else after that. She wins. <laughs> Who has yours? Well, I'm glad you had her as yours because I couldn't remember her name, but I agree. <laughs> Larice. <laughs> Tane, who has your burnt ashes? Oh my God, Gil. I was so annoyed, irrationally annoyed. Like, I shouldn't be that annoyed at someone I don't know. But I was just, every time he opened his mouth, I was annoyed. 
when he called his mom and she was validating what he said and just everywhere. I just feel like he walks around like he thinks he has a halo and he has nothing to fix. And maybe Merla is lucky to have him, but maybe not the other way around. And Gil, that's all I can say. Who has yours? Gil. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation about finances has really gone too far. Um, And I realized now in this very moment it is not about finances mm-hmm. i didn't realize that we were working with this whole like patriarchal the dad pays the bills in his mind that's the first we've heard of this mm-hmm. um and i think i also blame the editors because i feel like they're leaving out stuff that would make these things make sense yeah they're leaving out things to portray a storyline about gill and sometimes i'm like what are we what conversations are we missing because he just seems to be drawing these conclusions out of thin air. Yeah. I can't remember what I said. Did I say Merla's going to say yes? Uh, I think you did. I can't remember either. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't remember. Because that, that's another one I'm torn on. I think Gil is definitely saying yes. But Merla, I'm not sure. I feel like she could either be a no or a yes. So, yeah. All right. I will say this is the first season where I kind of wish everybody would say no. <laughs> Every last one of them. I wish they would say no. But that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> so decision day next week, you guys. But that's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on the socials. We are available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes when they drop. Please try to give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on the Apple podcast. We appreciate you, and we look forward to sharing our thoughts with you on Decision Day next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.